anything, he thought about it. And that's what God does. He, that's what we're supposed to do. He says, come, let us reason together, say the Lord. So we need to think about, you know, why is the wise in life? Why did God create me? Why did God create the world? What's God doing? Why is this happening in my life? All the, all the whys can be answered. And I'll tell you right now, you'll never get an answer unless you ask why. So, so you, we ought to ask. But God has given us so many already answers. And I want to talk to you the, the, for the next week or so, not long, but I want to talk to you about the mystery of God's will. And what is it that God wanted? What is it that God wants? And what is it that God's going to have? And I'm here to tell you right now, his greatest creation that he's created is us. We are created in his image and in his likeness. And the animals aren't like that. The angels aren't like that. Nothing else is like that. So you have to look at yourself as it's distinctly unique. Out of every creation that God ever created, you are absolutely unique. Just like a, there's not one fingerprint alike. There's not one snowflake alike. There's not one human being alike. Each person has their own spirit, has their own attitudes, have their own thoughts, their own mind, free will. And therefore, but when we come to realize and hear the gospel, we come together in one, in a unity, in a purpose, in one mind, in one accord, that we have a God. And our God has revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And we believe and we know that he is who he said he was. And we believe and know that he suffered and came to this earth to suffer, bleed, and die on a cross, to be beaten, tortured. And you have to ask, why would all that happen? Why would God allow that to happen? Because he had to pay the sins for all mankind. And we, so we see that God created in the beginning. We see that man sinned from the beginning. We see that God showed away from the beginning. And then we see that God made a plan from the beginning. And in that plan is eternal life and a new creature. Because this is not the end. We're not, we're rating like in the three quarters of it going through or halfway through. This is definitely not the end, amen? And with the end, we know that one day Christ is going to come back. He, the Bible says in a, in a secret, a mystery, that he's going to appear in the clouds of the air. And Michael the archangel will just say, Michael is going to blow the, or the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God's going to blow. And I believe everyone's going to hear their voice called saying, come up hither. Good morning. Everyone's going to hear your name, your name called by God. John, come up hither. Marianne, come up hither. Robin, come up hither. And you're going to hear your name called, and you're going to all of a sudden, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, as fast as lightning, we're going to be transported into the presence of God into Christ, and, into the, and then we're all going to be gathered together, and he's going to take us to heaven. And we're going to be in heaven for seven years until he comes back. But in heaven, there's not time, so I don't think it's going to be like, all right, how, many, how much time we have? It's just going to happen, whatever. Because, but down here, it'll be seven years of absolute hell on earth. First three and a half years will be relatively peaceful. A man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, will, we have been told by God that he's going to rise and he's going to make um, new laws and he's going to rule the governments and he's going to rule the, the UN's going to give him all the power and the authority. And, it, and that's because 
Before that, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and, and there's going to be pestilence and the, the earth's going to get really bad and then a man's going to rise up and he's going to have answers and he's going to be political and he's going to, have, and he's going to start to make himself great and in the middle of that time, he's going to make peace with Israel and the, all the surrounding neighbors and nations around and it's going to be a seven-year peace accord and the Bible tells us that when that happens, you're going to know that that is the Antichrist. But the Bible says we the children of light who are not in darkness we the children of God the church of God the bride of God that says we are the bone and the body of Christ we're not going to be kept in the dark we're going to know aforehand who he is the world won't know but we'll know and it says then we're going to be called up and caught up together and that antichrist won't even become who he's supposed to be till three and a half years after the rebuilding of the temple of of uh, the jewish temple in jerusalem and they're going to start their sacrifices again but right in the middle of that seven year period three and a half years he's going to set up an idol and he's going to set up an image of himself in the Holy of Holies, and he's going to tell everyone to worship him. And the false prophet that's going to be given powers of Satan, he's going to make it speak. And it's going to talk, and it's going to tell everyone to bow down before the Antichrist. And that's when all the Jewish people are going to realize, oh, vey, that's the devil, because they have it prophesied in Daniel, chapter 7, 8, 9, and 11. And here, that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when it really, really gets bad. And that's when all the demons are, demons are loose. The seven vials of the wrath of God is poured out on this earth. And for three and a half years, there's nothing but death, sufferings, pain. It's horrible, horrible. But in the beginning of that seven years, because it gets so horrible, the Antichrist decides to make it easy on people and makes a mark. It's a na- his name, his number of his name. Or a mark of his name, and you put, he's going to have everyone put it on their forehead, on their hand, right hand or their forehead, and they won't be able to buy anything, sell anything. They won't be able to do anything without the authority of that number on there. And if they don't get that number, they'll be rounded up. They'll first be tried to be made to get the number. They're going to be rounded up and eventually killed. The Bible says their heads will be cut off. And this is not fantasy because we do know that. A couple years back, there was thousands of guillotines bought by the government. For what reason? I have no idea except for that. My point to all this is, what in the world is going on? <laughs> I know that God has told me, and it's a mystery. Some people it's not revealed to. But the people that walk with God, because he says if we, if we fellowship with him, we walk in the light. And we're in the light as he is in the light. And when you're in light, you don't walk in darkness. He, you see all things. He gives you clarity. You know what's going to happen. You know that he's coming back to take his bride. Who's his bride? It's the church. Who's the church? Those that are really ready. And I hate to say it. It's not just those that say, I'm a Christian. It's not just those that say, I believe in God. It's not just those that say, I believe in Jesus. It's not just those that come to church on Sunday morning. Because God, throughout time, is gathering everyone together. Everyone in heaven and everyone on earth in him and he is perfect and he is pure and he is God do you understand in him is no darkness in him is no sin in him is no temptation in him is holiness and purity and power and glory almighty everyone is going to bow before him all the angels bow before him because he is not like anyone else he is amazing upright powerful the word of his power and bow before him 
And we're going to be like him. So therefore, he's got to make us like him. He did. He made us free from sin by the sacrifice that he died. He bled. He suffered. He paid for our sins. So our sin debt is gone. And he's broke us the chains of, that bound us to Satan and to lies. and to, they, We're broken from that. But yet we're free moral agents. He doesn't make us follow him. He doesn't make us trust him. He doesn't make us believe in him. He doesn't make us obey him. He doesn't make us serve him. He just tells us who, like it is and who he is and says, follow me, serve me, worship me, obey me. And when and if you do, I will be with you. I will strengthen you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will be there for you. And you'll know that I'm with you because I and my father will manifest our presence inside of you. And you and you alone will know. And and they even said, how will we know and the world won't know? And Jesus, he said this, I am the only way. I am the life. I am the truth. No one can come to the Father. No one can know the Father but by me. So he said, for me now to be able to fulfill what I want, you can't do it on your own. I'm going to give you the earnest of the Spirit to inside dwell within you. The, the Holy Spirit of God, the sealing of the Spirit of God will enter into you and he will seal you. He will be with you. He will be there for a purpose and a reason. And that's to help you to become like him. Or let me just put it this way, to help you for that day that you're going to stand before him. Because we all must stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every one of us is going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he's going to, to have the records, the books will be open. He's going to have records of your good deeds. He's going to have records of your prayers. He's going to know everything that you ever did for him. And it says that according to the works that you did, he's going to judge them. And it says that you're literally going to walk through the, uh, the stones of fire. In heaven, there's before the throne of God. No one can approach God until they be purged from any iniquities at all. And so therefore, they have to walk through the stones of purification and fire that purifies everyone. Every angel, everyone has to walk to God. No sin can enter in the presence of God. Amen. You have to be absolute perfect. Who's, who even comes close to that? So he's given us his spirit to be many things to us, but to be a, a, a cheerleader, to be a coach, to be an edifier, to be a strengthener, to be a comforter, to help us, to bring to our remembrance the things that we read. How can the Holy Spirit bring to your remembrance the word of God if you don't read it? How can, how can the Holy Spirit of God get you to do what he wants you to do if you won't obey him? How can the Holy Spirit of God get you to be the person that God wants you to be if you won't do what God wants you to do? So therefore, we have choices because we are a free moral agent. So God has left us all to just be led by the Spirit, led by the Word, led by our faith, led by our wills, led by our own person that's inside of us, our own souls. To trust and to follow God. Some people trust and follow God a lot more than others. 
But all of it is for a purpose and a reason. So that one day we're going to stand before him and he's going to reward us with what we've done in this body, whether good or bad. And when we stand before the Lord, he's going to give to us glory, his glory. He said, you served me, you get my glory. You honored me, you get my honor. You gave, you gave, you gave, you served me and you sweated and you labored and you did all this. You're going to get my authority. And he gives each and every one according to what they've done. And at the end of that, then it'll be the end of the seven year uh, uh, tribulation. Then all of us are going, coming back to this earth to rule and to reign with the king in Jerusalem as he promised in a thousand scriptures. That the king, the son of David, is going to sit on his throne in, in Jerusalem and rule the world. Israel will be given back their land according to God promised Abraham. The curse will be lifted. It will be like the Garden of Eden. It says the deserts will bloom with flowers and fruit. Rivers will be pure and crystal. Animals will be walking with our children. Lions will lay down with lambs. It will be a time that the earth was meant to be when he created the Garden of Eden. That the whole garden should have spread and human beings should have spread and replenished the earth with God's people. And God, God, them serving God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, a righteous and holy and wonderful and awesome God. But during that time, people were going to be born and born because the Bible says that we're going to be probably living to a thousand years. We won't, not us, we have eternal life. The people on the earth, yes, there will be lots of people left on the earth. The Jewish people will be here. Everyone that didn't take the mark of the beast will be here. So many people, God, when he comes back, Christ will call together everybody. Do I know how many people? No. If it's small amount, it makes sense to me. If it's a big amount, I don't know how he's going to do it, but God does it. And he's going to call everyone together and he's going to say some words to them. He's going to separate them. The sheep from the goats. The goats were people that did not know Christ, nor did they even try to do what God implanted in each and every human being, the light, to do good. It wasn't they didn't do it, and he cast them off into hell. But the people that were sheep didn't know Christ, didn't know him. He's going to say, I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me water. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was in prison, and they're going to be like, when did we ever do that? We don't even know who you are. It's as much as you did it to one another, you did it to me. And he gives them a chance to enter into the kingdom. And they enter into a kingdom. They're not in glorified bodies like us. We're his body. We're his bone. We are his bride. That's why the mystery of the church, that the church is going to be like him. We're going to rule with him. We're going to reign with him. Uh, you know, I'm just saying like, like Marion will be the, being the queen of Aston. Joe's going to be the, 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 the king of Australia. Brian's going to be the king of Ireland. John's going to be the king of England. Anyway, we're all going to rule and, and they're all going to come to us for answers. This is going to be an amazing time. I know I'm taking a lot of time on this. But during this time, people are still going to be people. Do you understand? People are going to be people. So after a thousand years of Jesus Christ ruling and reigning, a thousand years of the curses lifted. A thousand years of um, fellowship with the animals. Like, it's going to be awesome. Do you understand? Awesome. 
then God's going to open the bottomless pit and let Satan out again. And he's going to let Satan go out and do what Satan does, whispering in people's ears. And people are going to do exactly what Eve did in the garden, be deceived by Satan. Not everyone, but many people. And they're going to be deceived and they're going to start grumbling and mumbling and complaining against the king. Complaining, they're in paradise. Everything, God bless you, they're in paradise. Everything's great, but yet they're going to find something to complain about. As Eve did when she was in the Garden of Eden and the devil comes to her and says, Yeah, but you know, if you ate that fruit, you'd be better. If you ate that fruit, life would be better. If you did that fruit, you'd know more. And so it's always about, I'm not content with what I have. The devil's never going to make you content with what you have. He's going to let you think there's something better, something better, something better. And God's holding you back. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then after he goes around for a season, the Bible says, don't know how long that is. Maybe a few years, don't know. And he's going to get people riled up against against God, Jesus Christ on the throne. And they're going to rise up armies. Now, what it's going to be like in the future, I don't know. But it says that they're going to attack Jerusalem from the air. First time they attacked Jerusalem was on the ground. Second time they're all going to be in the air. So maybe we're flying spaceships. Don't know. But they're going to attack to come against Jesus. And it says and God out of heaven is going to send rain fire down on them and burn them all up. Now, that's a thousand years after Jesus comes back. So what in the world's going on? Why is he still doing all this? Because at the end of that thousand years, at the end of all that, what God is doing is he is refining, he is trying, he is testing, he is making a perfect people for him. Can you be perfect? Can you be perfect with Christ? Because I can do all things through Christ. Nothing is impossible for Christ. And so therefore, with him and him in us, he is working in us to perfect us, to make us perfect. Are we going to be perfect now? No, but we can know how to be perfect. We can try to be perfect. We can even be perfect for an hour. Just saying. But there's coming a day when he's going to take this flesh away and give us a brand new glorified body, and we will no longer have all the problems we have now that's keeping us from being perfect. I said all that to say this is what is he doing? He is going to have what he promised, he purposed in his heart to have before he even made the world. And he's going to have his own city. He's going to be the God of that city. There'll be no need for the sun, no need for the moon, no need for the stars. He's going to be the light of all in a celestial city. And it's called New Jerusalem. And the people that he made, created, that he in his thoughts, in his mind, was going to have before the world was even created, that's what he's going to have and you're either in or you're out you either are in or you're out it's up to you God isn't going to beg you he's not going to plead with you he knew what he did he sent his son to die for you suffer, bleed and be crucified for you if that's not enough for you well then shame on you and that's why God said he gives everyone a chance everyone gets a chance everyone it's up to us to follow to trust to believe Because I'll tell you right now, I don't want to fall short. I want to make it to the end. That's why he says it's like a race. Amen. 
It's like you're running a race. It's not a sprint. You just keep on going. You just keep on moving forward. You just keep on going. Keep on holding on to Jesus. Amen? Look with me if you would. I, I said all that to say it's not about what's happening in your life right now. It's not about what's going to happen. It's about the end. The end. And then probably when we get to the end, he's going to have a whole other story to do. He's amazing for eye has not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it even ever entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for them. And so therefore, right now, what's happening in your life, what's going on, is a God working in you to make you perfect. And some of us need more chipping away. Some of us need more boiling away. Some of us need more fire away. We're all different, amen? But all of us, have pure gold in us if you got Jesus. All of us have God inside of you. Can I get an amen? And that guy, and what God wants is doesn't want a little bit of God in you. He wants to refine it and bring it out so you're all of you is God. So your hands are, are like Christ and your eyes are like Christ and your mind is like Christ and your heart is like Christ and your spirit is like Christ. You understand? So that we can be what we're called to be Christians. The light of the world. Everything this book says we ought to be, we can be, but we need his help. Without Christ, it's impossible for us to even get close to there. But he's given us his spirit. I have it and you have it. He's given us his word to live on, feed on, to, to, to know everything we're supposed to do. He's given us his blood that when we mess up, we can go to and get it cleaned and washed and start over. He's given us one another, brothers and sisters and a great big family. He's given us purpose. He's given us hope. He's given us everything we need. There's no excuse. With that said, God is creating, and we are in the process of that creation, and this is the, pur- and this is the purpose that sin is here. Why is sin here? Suffering here. Why is suffering here? Why is Satan still here? Sanctification, to make us perfect. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. You can have it in your paper. John, did you get a paper? Did you get a paper? Right there. Somebody hand it to him. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. Uh, get one, give one to Jen and... and Ephesians 4, 13. Look what it says. And I'm going to try to go quick with this. It says, till, until, until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Look what it says. Unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of of the fullness of Christ, till we measure up to Christ, till we become like he is. Do you see what he's saying here? Until we all come. This is a process that has to be processed. This is a a work that has to be worked out. This is a a sanctification that is working in you, and he wants you to work it out of you, and it takes work. I don't mean working to get, I mean you have to Believe and do. You can't just sit around and say, yeah, I believe and do nothing. Because that's what the Bible and James says, show me that faith that you say you have. Go out and do something with the Holy Spirit of God's telling you to do. You don't have to do what I'm telling you to do. Do what he's telling you to do. And if he's telling you to sit home and do nothing, you don't have him. If he's telling you to be quiet and don't tell anyone about him, you don't have him. You have another spirit. Do you understand? Turn with me if you would, please, to 1 Peter. Um, you know what? No, let's forget 1 Peter. I'm going to go back to that later. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. 
It says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. And that's what I'm trying to do. Which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. And he says, to the intent, this is the reason why. That now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. When? Before the world was even created. God said, I, we will make man in our image. What? In our likeness. What? Going to be like God, like us? Yes. How? And he had the whole plan. To make us the... the it's not about what's happening now in your life. It's about what's going to happen at the end. It's not about when you start to have children. You have a plan for the children. You hope the children end up right. It's about when the children end up right. And they went to college and they got married and they're living in the house with the picket fence. And like, wow, I did my job. Praise God. This is what I wanted for them. God has for his children something he wanted, and it's not done until it's done. It's not about when the fat lady sings, it's about when it is over. Do you understand? And what God's doing is making us perfect. The great blessing that we have, listen to me, that you have, that I have right now, is that we get accelerated into it, into the first resurrection of the people of God through Jesus Christ, because we are his body and his bones now. We are his bride. So therefore, we are going to be accelerated through this process. As soon as he comes, he's going to transform us. He's going to make us into his image by giving us a resurrected body. That's why when you got baptized, you were showing forth all the principalities and the powers and that old devil that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I who lives, old devil. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave his life for me. And now I give my life for him. And therefore I showed you, old devil and everyone else, that I was buried with Christ. And now I've risen to walk in a new life. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I'm a new creature. I'm the child of the Most High God. Amen. And, and that journey started when you got born again. Amen. And that journey is going to end when you get to your brand new body. Amen. And it won't even be over then. But it will be over for us yearning and groaning to be like him. Because we're going to be like him. Turn with me if you would. Uh, did we read? Yes, we did. Turn with me if you would to Philippians chapter 3. Verse 10. It says, that I may know him. See, this is Paul's heart, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his what? So you being made conformable. You can't be like Christ without suffering. You can't be made perfect without testing. You cannot, you, we are made to go through it. We are made to go through the fires. We are made to go through the wars. We are made to go through the fightings. We are made to go through the temptations. We're made to go through it so that when we come out the other end, we're going to know that we are real. Amen. I'm not a phony. I'm not a tear. I'm the son of God. 
And nothing can burn me up. Nothing can take me up. But I got a lot of impurities in me that need to get out. Can I get an amen? I got a lot of thoughts in these hide. Got to get out. Can I say amen? I got things in this body I don't want in this body. Can I say amen? And I'm working to that day. And I'm striving for that day. And I'm earning, looking forward to that day. And because of that, I'm working now. I'm praying. I'm reading. I'm studying. I want to know what God wants. I want to be stronger in the word. I want to be stronger in his will. I want to be stronger in his way. I get together. I'm I'm preaching, I'm singing, I'm praying, I'm praising God. Tell everybody. And he strengthens me. And I keep going because I know what's at the end of the road. Because I'm not lost, I'm not in dark. I know what's at the end. Some people, there's hell and fire at the end. You need to open your eyes and look at the end, not look at today. Because that's what the devil wants you to do is stop looking down there. Look right now. Look now so you can sink like Peter did on the waves. Look now. Oh, my life is so bad. My violins come out. Oh, it's not good. Oh, life is stinks. Oh, being a Christian's not fun. So that's the devil's plot. Amen. And God has got to allow him to tempt you. God's letting him test you. God is letting him, just like he did Jesus, the Holy Spirit made Jesus go out in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days so that Jesus can say, I was tempted by the tempter himself and I made it through. Amen. How many times have you been tempted, tested, and fallen? But yet Christ is with you. He said, get back up. A righteous man falls seven times. And what's he do? He gets back up. That's right. where you got to hear the... You got to hear it. You got to get it up, man. So look what it says in 1 Peter. No, not yet. Romans chapter 8. I, um, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit because I've talked so much. I didn't plan on that. Just the Spirit of God's got a hold of me right now and I, I just can't help it. But I want, as you're going to Romans chapter 8, I'm going to read the, the rest of Philippians. It says, what things were gained to me, I, I count those, I count those for loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I do count them but dung, poo-poo, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. That righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. What? Apostle Paul, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection. He was looking forward to the resurrection. He was looking forward to the day he dropped his body. He was looking forward. So he was moving on, moving on, working through it. When bad things happen, guess what? Apostle Paul, when he stands before the Lord, he's going to be given great rewards. And he knew it. And it kept them going. It says, not as though I had already obtained... Either we're already perfect. See, he knew he was going to be perfect. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. He said, brethren, I don't, do not count myself to have apprehended. But there's one, please listen. Listen up. Apostle Paul said, brethren, for I don't count myself to already have apprehended. He said, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. 
Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things that are weighing me down. Forgetting those things that are keeping me down. Forgetting those things because they're in the past. There's nothing you can do about them. Look forward to the future. I'll tell you right now, one year from now, you can be in the most amazing situation with the power of God in your life. One year from now, if you'll just listen to what God's telling you is in the future. You could be, have the joy you never had, the power of God you never had. You can have peace like a river flowing from you. You can have knowledge and wisdom and being used by God and see people that you love and care for saved and in the church sitting next to you. Nothing's impossible for Christ. We just have to do what we're supposed to do. And it takes work. Look at me, me, please, in Romans chapter chapter 8. I was just telling Tony, this is the greatest chapter in the whole book, especially in the book of Romans. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth. He's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The, the earnest expectation, your, big, your greatest expectation is waiting for you to be manifested to be like Christ. My earnest expectation is I want to be like Christ. I want to, I'm tired of temptation. I'm tired of, of falling. I'm tired of not being who I wish I was. And he goes on and says, in verse 18 above that, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with his glory, which shall be revealed in us. See, the whole thing of this, the mystery of of why are we here, what is God doing, the mystery of Christ and his church is because he's trying to make us like him. So when he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, we have fallen way short. But Christ has redeemed us back to God and now has given us his spirit, given us his word, given us his body, given us his church, helping us to do what we know we can. I don't know if you know you can do it, but you can. Keep reading what it says in verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him, that's God, who has subjected the same in hope. Wait a minute. I was made in vanity, not because I wanted to. God wanted to. God made me this way. God made me a failure. God made me a flunky. God made me sinful. God made me tempted. So he says, why? Why would he do that? So that he can subject me in hope. So that I can come from the lowest of low and gain the highest of high. So I can come from the the dirt pit and become a celestial being like God. And he gives each and every one of us the ability to do it if we'll just trust him. Trust him in all things. And watch him take care of you. Watch him. See, the riches of this world is Christ, not the riches of the world. The the wealthiest thing of the world is having God with me now. Look what it says. It says in verse 21. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty. The liberty of children of God. What does that mean to you? The glorious liberty of the children of God. I'll tell you what it means to me. Brian, is this on? Can we take another two hours for for Sunday school, please? I'm having too much fun. 
Sunday schools, I looked over. I'm like, I'm supposed to finish. I don't want to finish. I want to keep going. Listen, the glorious liberty that we can be manifested and to have the glorious liberty. That means when Jesus Christ was on this earth, he no law. He was under no law. He could do anything he wanted, whenever he wanted. And the Pharisees rose, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. And he said, don't you know? Don't you know this? He walked on water. He raised the dead. He can do anything. You understand? The liberty of being the son of God. Nothing is going to be over me. I have no bounds. I'll be like God. That's crazy. Look what it says. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but look what it says. But ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we all ourselves groan within ourselves. Don't want waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of what? Our bodies. I want to tell you that you have to realize what's going on in your life to get you through another day. <clears throat> to get you through it. Turn with me if you would please. 2 Corinthians 5. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 2. It says, For in this we groan, we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Do you feel that at all? That's what I want you to realize what's out there. I want you to realize what's out there for you. I want you to realize what you're going to have, what God wants you to have. It's all in front of you. None of it's behind you. It's all in front of you. And you've got to groan for it. Turn with me to 1 Peter 5. Anyone else get excited about this stuff like me? See, I, I, it helps me to know what's going on in my life. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Because God is working in you to make you perfect. See, some of us have to go through certain things to get dirt and, 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 and unclean stuff out of us. Others don't have to go through those things to get other things out of us. But all of us have to go through things, amen? In... in, in um, 1 Peter 5, in verse 10, it says, But the God of all grace, right? Isn't he gracious and kind? Isn't he gracious? Isn't he kind? Isn't he merciful? Isn't he loving? Isn't he awesome? Can I get an amen? Amen. Who has called us unto his eternal glory. Didn't God call you? By Christ Jesus. Are you called by God? Look what it says. After that you have suffered a while. What? I don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer a while. I'll suffer one day, maybe a week. All right, that's enough. And then enough. Have you ever had COVID? You were sick. You ever have disease? You were this. Yeah, that's enough. I'm tired of it. Look what it says. After you suffered a while, I'll make you perfect. Establish you and strengthen you and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Why? Because we're going to have his glory and his dominion forever and ever. So please, I know I'm out of time, but I want you to see that. And if, and if you would just hop over, to, we're going to skip to one verse, if you don't mind. And I'm just, going to, I'm just going to look in Hebrews 13, and we can go back next week and finish the rest of these. But in, in, and I'm done. The time's up. But in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 21. It says that he will make you perfect in every good work. To do, what? To do his will. How? Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. See, how's he going to make you perfect? 
to do his will, not your will, his will, by working in you that which is well-pleasing. You know what the Bible says about that? The Bible said it pleased God to bruise him. It pleased God to see his son be beaten, crucified, nailed to a cross. Doesn't mean he was happy. It pleased him to bruise him so that he could be a sacrifice for us. Jesus Christ, his sacrifice was not in vain. His sufferings was not in vain. His pain and sufferings was for us. And as we make it through, and as we keep on going, it pleases the Father. Because everything Jesus did, he did for you. So that you can become the righteousness. So you can become the holy. So you can become the first fruits. He's the first fruit, and you can be like fruit from the tree. And I'm here to tell you, I just, I, I, I'm sorry I talked so long. Because I, I just want to get into a whole many other things. I wish we had another hour. But we don't. We're out of time. But I want you to realize, please take the, the, the notes, study them yourself, go look at them, because I believe someone in this room is, is going through something. And maybe they don't know why. Maybe they don't understand it. And maybe there's a chance they might give up. Well, God's saying never give up. Amen. Why? Because everyone goes through stuff. Everyone goes through trials. Everyone goes through tribulations. Why? So that you can come out on the other side pure, real, and perfect. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God in heaven, our Father, we give thanks to you, our God, our Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ that gave us his body to be beaten, to be whipped, to be tortured. He's given us his body to be nailed to that cross and to suffer in such a way and to die. But Lord, he and only he could die and then rise again from the dead. And he did. And what he did on that cross is enough for you to take away all of our sin. If we come to Christ, then we are crucified with him. If we come to Christ and be baptized, then we're risen with him. And we walk in newness of life. And you have your spirit in us, dwelling in us. I pray for the Holy Spirit to be alive in us, to revive us, to, to be a fire in us. That we can be baptized with the fire of the Holy Ghost. That we can see like we're supposed to see, hear what we're supposed to hear. No, we're supposed to know and stop being lied to by the devil and always living in the past. God, I pray, deliver your people. Strengthen your, your children. Give unto us the food that is convenient for us to get it through another day. And Lord, I pray that we can please you by having faith and believing and getting it through. In Jesus' name, amen. Church will start in 12 minutes.